Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. So in this episode, we are talking about cutting cords. Why are we talking about cutting cords? We are talking about cutting energy cords. And energy cords are really those invisible strings, if you will, that connect us to people anytime we have an interaction. So obviously, when we have family, those cords might be bigger. We are in close proximity with them, dealing and interacting with them on a daily basis. But think about energy cords that get connected to people, even when you're out in public. Any interaction that you have with somebody, it's creating that energy connection to you. At a real basic level, you want to make sure when you come home at the end of the day, whether you've been at the office or maybe you went out to the mall or went to an appointment somewhere, clear yourself of all of these cords. So it's important to know what they are because when you know what they are, then you know what you want to release. If you think that you want to keep a connection to your dentist going long after you leave the dentist office, Probably not. A lot of people sadly don't have a very good experience when they go there and and their senses are all heightened and, and stressed. I know I clench my butt cheeks every time I go, but you want to release those kind of energy cords. So those are just the day-to-day ones. But energy cords, as we know, everything is energy in the universe. So we can attach energy cords to objects. A lot of things we have could be sentimental. That's an energy cord that is connected to that object. So whatever it meant to you, it's keeping that energy cord alive. Think about even people that are antique shoppers. You go out shopping for antiques and go to these little things. Well, they have energy cords to whoever owned them before. So when you bring them into your space, you want to make sure that you cut those cords and clear them out of your space as well. So one of the books and instructors that I've had the privilege of working with over the years is Denise Lin, L-I-N-N. And she's got a great book called Energy Strands. And we can throw a link up on our embracethespiritual.com website. So that might be a good reference. If you are new to energy strands, I think she does a really good job of explaining what they are, how you can get attached. And the premise is really, everything is constantly changing energy. And we're not separate from the world around us. So if you think of it in that concept, anything and everything we come in contact with, we could be creating a cord and they could be positively influencing our life or negatively influencing our life. Very true. And I can assure you there's probably, unfortunately, a lot more negative currently (laughs) than there is positive. But you can always change that by cutting those cords with that negative and only choosing to deal with the positive I know for myself that I have done a major cord cutting with friends, with family, because I realized that instead of supporting me and holding a love in their hearts for myself and my family, that they were actually holding me back because I was growing and they didn't want me to 
become that better person. We were having conversations with people and it was just like some friends just are stuck in that high school mentality of I'm better than this person, name calling, which honestly lowers your energy so much. And I just have no tolerance for that. We're adults. If you can't get past that or get past the relationships that you have chosen to be in. Remember, there's always two people in a relationship. You can choose to take the higher road, forgive, cut those cords and move on. Or you can keep living in that past, repeating the same cycle and wonder, why do I keep running into this person? Because you have not cut those cords and you are still energetically sending out that link. And their energetic higher self is like, oh, I think they still want me in your their life. I'm just going to show up wherever you know. I think they're going to be. So there's many decisions that you can do to cut those cords to anybody that is not helping you better yourself. Absolutely. I actually had a friend mentioned that to me the other day that she wants to book a session because she feels like there's a cord between her and her fiance's act. So even though she didn't have that direct relationship, she's got the relationship with her current partner who had the relationship. And she said, I feel like she's psychically attacking me. And that's what can happen. It's, you know, any interaction that we have with the person, if you feel drained and the person walks away all happy go lucky, guess what? They have used that connection cord between you and drained you of your energy. So as soon as you feel that, it can be as simple as asking Archangel Michael. He's got a beautiful sword that he wields very strongly and ask Archangel Michael to sever the cord. Make sure, really feel it in your heart that you are disconnecting that cord. You know, sometimes I've imagined when I do sessions on clients that sometimes you need to feel like you are ripping that cord out with all of its roots and tentacles, just like you might, you know, remove a weed or something from your garden where you want to make sure you get all the roots, make sure it gets it all because some of those cords that attach to you, especially those negative ones, they want to hold on. Someone is feeding from your energy and it could be something that was years and years ago, past relationships, as you said, that are siphoning your energy without you even being aware. Just be mindful if you think of somebody and all of a sudden you kind of feel like crap afterwards. Oh, maybe there's an energy cord you forgot about. Also pay attention to where you felt that in your body because energy cords can attach to any part of your body. Typically they're kind of your solar plexus region. So kind of that uh, stomach area in your body. So that's why your stomach kind of gets upset thinking about a person, you know, cord could be attached to that place. So just pay attention to how it makes you feel, get rid of what does not serve you, because you're giving away your power. And we don't want that who wants to give away their power for somebody that we didn't want in our lives at all. And we've, we think we've severed the relationship, but there's an invisible cord. So true. And I am a uh, guilty of storing it in my, my throat. So I've blocked my own throat because I've been in situations where I know I can't be truthful and my whole family 
my immediate family, we've been in situations where we're biting our tongues at family events and we absolutely disagree with what is being talked about, with what is being said, or somebody's being, you know, saying something and they're like, oh, but we're not going to talk about that. But it's like, you literally just said, we're not going to talk about that, but you keep bringing the subject up and you're really making me feel uncomfortable. And you're just doing it because, oh, well, they're family. And then I came to the conclusion, what am I doing? These people do not hold love in their heart for me. Why am I putting myself in this situation over and over again? I'm not growing. I'm not doing anybody any favors. This feels so wrong. And I started cutting my family out. And there was one person in particular that I just cut the cords to. And I'm so glad I did. This person, I really thought they had love in their heart for me. But when I started talking to him, it was obvious that he wanted me to stay stuck in this system that was not honoring me. It was not honoring my husband and it was not honoring my daughter because as he put it, well, it's blood. You should stick with us because it's blood. But is it really? Because bad behavior is bad behavior. If you are have somebody in your life that is doing inappropriate talking in front of children or in inappropriate language, looks, sexual dysfunction, that, I'm sorry, is wrong. We're here to protect our children. I don't care how old they are. Even if they're, you know, just turned 18, it is not okay for a family member to look at them in a way that is inappropriate. It is a zero tolerance in my book. And because I started cutting the cords, I started realizing, oh my goodness, that has been going on. And I'm glad that I did. But this person wanted me to stay in this relationship, even though this inappropriate behavior was happening because it was family. I'm sorry. I thought this person would have the love in their heart to accept my decision and support me because they knew that it was wrong. And instead it got into, well, I want to talk, but I want to try to argue with you. And I realized, you know, no, I don't have to make excuses. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. And just the way that they were talking, there was no love. There was no understanding. There was no support. They just wanted me to continue this perpetual motion kind of, of lies for the family. But why? I mean, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for recognition, the ego. It just felt like an empty going nowhere for me. So I said, you know what? I can't. I'm not honoring myself. I'm sorry if you've feel the way that you feel, but we're over and done with. And I feel 10 times better knowing that I did the right thing, especially since I do take care of a child still. She may be 18, but she's still part of my life. And I will do that for my other daughter as well. If somebody is being inappropriate, I hope that she would come to me and say something so I can stand up for her. Because if we don't stand up for her children, no matter what age they are, we are doing a disservice to ourselves, to humanity, and honestly, to Mother Earth. Wow. And you know, that is such a brave thing that you've done. And the reason I used brave, because even right from when we're children, we've essentially been programmed, maybe unintentionally, but the reality is it is a form of programming that we are obligated to be nice and keep family in our lives, no matter what has happened, whatever dysfunction has happened. And for Dawn to just really step into that sovereignty and reclaiming her power and saying, it is not okay to have somebody treat you this way. It doesn't matter if there's blood involved, whether you're adopted, 
married into a family. And I know a lot of people think, well, that'll be rude to do that. Well, is it rude because you're worried about someone else's feelings over yourself? That's not okay. We can only put ourselves first. And if somebody is feeding on that energy in Dawn's situation, you know, becoming desperate to keep you in the circle because they know the energy that you have. And if you cut that cord, they can't access that anymore. And so then what? They either have to find their own light. So when you find yourself cutting cords, especially if you're doing that in person, sometimes you cut a cord with somebody that you're not connected to anymore. And you can do it doesn't matter if someone's in your life passed away, moved away, doesn't matter, you can do this for all cords. But when you have that conversation with somebody to cut the cords, and they start trying to introduce guilt onto you trying to manipulate you to stay connected, they ultimately are trying to remove themselves from responsibility, trying to use the yeah, but you know, maybe I did this because of something else or trying to shift the blame and deflecting it back to you. And really what Dawn did was she just held held strong and just mirrored it all back to her. It's not going to stick here. It's water off a duck's back. It's boomerang back to you. And as soon as you see those flags in somebody else in their desperation to stay connected, to me, that w- that tells me that I'm making the right decision cutting that cord. If they're that desperate to hang on, then it's not a very healthy connection because he could have easily said, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose you. What can I do to make things better? But that wasn't the conversation. It was, well, what about these occasions? We've got to get together and and trying to plant those future opportunities to have the connection stay together. When you start doing what we're doing, you realize when people have love in their hearts and there was an emptiness in our conversation. I was not feeling anything for this person. And this is a person whom I loved dearly, but what he was echoing back to me was emptiness. And I can give all the love that I have, but until he loves himself, there is never going to be enough coming from him for myself. And I tried to tell him anxiety. It's not mental illness, but when you let your brain take over your life to cause anxiety, victimhood, and a sense of I am owed something that is not in a loving, respectful position for yourself. That is coming from, I need to fill a void. And this is how I think I fill that void. And cutting cords is really having true love for yourself and for that person, because these people obviously need to grow because they couldn't echo my love back to me. And I was just filling that void that they had in their hearts, which it makes me sad. But at the same time, I'm being sovereign. And this is how you reclaim your power back. Yes, I appreciate that they were part of my life and all the lessons that I have learned. And believe me, there were many, many tough, hard lessons of how I don't want to be treated. I will never treat my children and just things that as an adult, you don't do to children. And that was a, this started at a very early age, all these things. And I guess I had blocked it out because as soon as I started cutting those cords, I started realizing, oh my goodness, you know, you don't, as a child, if you are afraid of something, you don't feed that fear. That's what was happening. I was being told like, oh, this is happening because you're afraid of this. That's not how you raise a child at all. And if you think it is, you better rethink about how you are treating people. I don't care if the person is one, 50 or 100, you give that person respect, love, compassion, and support. But if you can't even do that to a child, then you're not loving, compassionate, 
or even respectful to yourself. Yep. Oh, wow. It just made me think of the fact that love and fear create the strongest energy cords. Because when you truly love, you are creating, you know, if you imagine this big fat rope that's nice and thick and strong, you're creating that connection with somebody. But fear can create just as big of a cord and be more difficult to disconnect from. You know, when we think of these people who have wronged us, we talked about forgiveness in the last episode, and Dawn made a good point that we want to insert this cutting cords episode after forgiveness, because once you can start to forgive those people that have wronged us, you are lessening that cord and its impact on you. So once you can lessen that, it's going to be easier to disconnect that cord. Think about that when maybe you think of somebody and you feel ill will towards them, you're creating an energy cord. And that person isn't even part of the conversation. But by you even thinking it, remember, it doesn't have to be vocalized to create it. Our thoughts create energy as well. So when you think about somebody and go, I wish this happened to them. If there wasn't a cord there already, you certainly just created a cord. And it's going to strengthen its hold on you the more you think that ill will about somebody else. I think it ties into conscious languaging as well, right? You were just thinking that, I know. I I was going to say, if you haven't listened to our conscious languaging episode, please do so because this so is... there so intermeshed conscious languaging forgiveness and cord cutting we could have probably done an hour and a half and talked about all three since this is exactly what we're doing we're forgiving those because we forgave ourselves for the choices that we made we're conscious languaging the conversations that we're having with these people so that we can grow and help ourselves help humanity and change the world that we're living in because we have that power when you go out and you talk to people you may think oh i'm just you know talking to the person at the grocery store you're not you are consciously energetically interacting with them and you may forgive them for not having the right attitude towards you because they're having a rough day but you can have the love and compassion in your heart because they probably don't have love and compassion in themselves to mirror back to you right what popped in my head when you were talking about that specific situation is we also don't know what cords maybe that cashier has in their life so when we have that interaction even it could be a great exchange or it could be a crappy one, but the sheer fact of what they could be connected to, you may inadvertently be directing some of that energy because guess what? My cord's attached to that person who's attached to whoever that whatever's happening in their life. So cut those cords and you're not being rude. You're not being disrespectful. You are actually being respectful to yourself because you're not allowing that energy to stay in your space. I do not consent. I do not want that cord to influence me, change my timeline, take me off track of what I'm here to do. And it includes sexual partners. If you had a relationship with somebody who had a relationship before that that was toxic, by you being intimate with that person, you have taken on the energy of that third party person as well. So really be mindful of that when maybe you're getting into a new relationship, maybe you both make sure you do a little bit of a cord cutting exercise 
for both of you so that you are starting out fresh in a relationship together. I've heard that and I'm not sure energetically how it's true because I feel like it all depends on the person that, you know, if you have relations with somebody, it can stick with you karmically for two years. So whatever their karma was, you take on. I'm sure that some people are really good at cutting those cords and transmute it quicker. But if that is not the type of person that you've gotten involved with. And you have to ask yourself, what happened in their last relationship that caused it to fail? Luckily, I didn't date that many people. So yay for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was really picky. And also my intuition, not realizing it at the time was really like, you don't want to do this. I mean, I was even downright, not that I was being mean, but if there was a guy I did not want to dance with, I would not dance with you because my intuition said, no. You're connecting that cord and you don't want to go there, you know, because then, you know, this person is like, oh, I'm so head over heels in love with you. And you're just like, I feel absolutely nothing for you. And (laughs) I just see you on that friend side. So you can pre-cut those cords by not doing certain interactions because your intuition says, yeah, this is just not for you. So take note when you feel those intuition pushes, yourself is trying to tell you something because sometimes you're not meant to make those connections. You don't have to make a connection. Connection. We're not obligated in this life to interact with people or do things that we don't want to do. I'm just giving an example because when you're when you're younger, people go to dances. Guys are always like, "Yeah, I want you know, let's go dance," and you're just like, "Yeah, I don't feel about like the same way at all." I'll pass. Thank you very much. That's right. Um, I want to add something to strands with strangers, like those interactions we talked about in the grocery store. But I want to specifically address traveling. Dawn and I both recently got back from a trip. I happened to fly home. She drove home. But all of those people that we come into contact with can leave an energy strand. It might be, you know, a flimsy little strand. That's okay. It's still a strand that's connected. So when you're traveling, it might be a good idea. When you get to your destination, go have a shower and imagine in the shower as the water is washing over you, that it's disconnecting all of the cords that do not serve you from your travels. And same thing when you get home, have a quick shower, disconnect and release all of those cords. It could be as simple as, you know, someone grabs your arm to get your attention. They've just hooked into you, into your energy field. Well, who wants that? I don't want that. When you're traveling, you're more tired. So that means your energy vibration is lower. Hopefully you're doing your shielding. And if you aren't, go back listening to our shielding, grounding and boundaries episode. Shield before you leave. Shield when you get to your destination, when you get home. Because when you are tired, jet lagged in those crowded airports, frustrations running high for a lot of people, that energy is actually strong. As we said, fear anger, those are very strong emotions. And as a result, the energy is kind of funky. And unless you've got a really strong energy in a crowd, these things can attach to you. So you just never know, even if it's nonverbal communication with somebody, if it's online. So we up to now, we've kind of talked about boards with people that we're interacting with. But what about those posts that we comment on? of somebody else's and then someone responds to our post and then you're having this online dialogue could be positive or negative that's creating a cord and you don't even know this person so if you're not aware of that connection you don't even know to release it and as dawn said with the relationships these things could even be connected 
decades later. Can you imagine being influenced today from something that happened 10 years ago? No, thanks, because I certainly was in a different place 10 years ago than I am today. I do not want that connection to still be alive in my space. There are so many people who have not cut the cords from their, their past, whether it be through relationships, people passing away, events that where tempers flared. So many people are living multidimensionally in the past and they because they have not cut the cords. They haven't released the stuff that happened. And I realize that there is lessons that need to be learned, but learn those lessons, get over it and cut those cords quickly because we're not here to bring the past into our future. We want to start making better things for our future than living in the past and keep recreating what has happened over and over again. Yeah, we've talked about Groundhog Day before. (laughs) And you don't want to inadvertently create a Groundhog Day that lasts for the majority of your life that you have on this earth. But so many people do. I can think of so many friends who just keep repeating. And I guess they're not really friends anymore because I had enough of them reliving the same thing over and over and over again and not growing and staying in that childish mentality and that hurt, wounded feeling thinking, oh, I'm a better self. But really their ego was trying to make them seem like a better person because they hadn't cut the cords, learned and moved on from that experience. They just kept reliving it and reliving it. So really take a look at your life. What what are you repeating that is not serving you for your highest good right now? What cords to people, places, things, or even timelines do you have that keep reoccurring and the lessons that you're learned. There was a moment where something happened to one of my daughters and something came up and we we both talked about it and we said, is this because you didn't tell me when you were little that this happened and is it coming up? And she had the exact same thing. Did she cut those cords? Did little her, now that she's a teenager cut those cords and we talked about it and I said, you know, let's just cut those cords so it doesn't happen again. And she has asked me to cut cords for her for situations where she didn't feel honored. She felt attacked because she didn't want to have a relationship romantically with someone. And this person, instead of understanding, lashed out. That's unfortunate. We've been talking about cord cutting, but there's also, if you don't want to cut a cord, but you want to heal a cord or transmute the energy of a cord, you can do that as well. So not all cords that are created need to be cut. We're certainly talking primarily about those cord cutting that needs to be done because as we're raising our vibration, those people are going to naturally fall away, but you still want to disconnect those cords. But there could be instances where you are in a relationship, whether it's family, work, friends, whatever the case might be, where you want to heal that cord. So maybe there's been some trauma, hurt, disappointment, argument, but you still want to stay connected to that person, then just imagine healing that. You can ask Archangel Raphael to help you heal that energy cord, transmute the hurt and trauma that is maybe flowing between you. Because if you don't heal the cord, guess what? That hurt and trauma is going to keep boomeranging back and forth. And that's part of the forgiveness. You're forgiving. And maybe you've done that step already. That's fabulous. We want to make sure to heal the cord as well. So I just want to throw that in that we have scenarios of of that happening. And it kind of leads into one of the cords that we hadn't talked about yet is cords with our pets. Pets are energy. When we have a pet come into our life, then we're creating that energy cord 
with our pet. Most of the times it's great, loving. You hear stories about pets that get lost and they'll find their owners 500 miles away. And somehow that pet will make it home. I had a friend that they lost a cat. I can't remember the exact time. I want to say it's a couple of years. And that cat ended up making its way back to them, you know, had been through lots of trauma itself, poor thing. But that energy cord, it was able to find its way back. So when you think of it that way, you know, sometimes we have stress with our pets or they get sick. Maybe have a look if your pet is getting sick with something. Just check in to make sure it's not something that's going on with you. Because we hear a lot of times, and I know of people where this has happened, where the pet has taken on an illness or disease from their humans, and it's happening through that energy cord. Pets have that unconditional love for us. So they are actually want to take it on so we don't hurt. So that's an example too, where you can heal and transmute that maybe illness or disease that's happening through that cord as well. Great point. And I do love that our pets are so kind and giving that way because they do love us unconditionally that they are willing to help us out, even if it hurts them because they have such pure love in their hearts. And that's how they help us without us even knowing that they've taken on part of our healing process. So thank you to all our pets. Oh, they, they do so much for us on an energetic level. And you know what, let's take a lesson from them. As you say, unconditional love with our pets, we can have that with people too, but make it the right people that you actually want in your life. Absolutely. One of the other types of energy cords that we can experience is cords or strands from past life. So we've been talking about those cords that we are aware of in this lifetime, but we could have cords that are connected from past lives. So maybe doing an Akashic reading could help identify some of those things or doing an aura hypnosis session or raw Reiki with Dawn or I. But these past life strands are, I think, really important because it could be one of the reasons that there is dysfunction in the families, that the family isn't even aware of, that they're repeating past life patterns and they're not even aware of that. Dawn, when you were talking about your family, I mean, I think it would be worth maybe adding a little bit of that experience so that people can understand how to recognize those situations in their own. Like, how do you know at what point it feels like it makes sense to disconnect your family? I guess there was a lot of flags, legal and unlegal flags. I was asked to keep a lot of secrets Mm -hmm. about laws being broken. Just an easy example, somebody died within the family and they were another family member was had the social security number of this person and was opening up credit cards. That was a flag I should have cut off that was probably over 10 years ago. And then there was just abuse to animals. I should have cut the cord then because I am such a big animal lover, but I thought this person is related to me. I'll forgive them for what they did. They're just living in that service to self moment and, you know, karma does boomerang back because this person did end up making that choice. Well, when you don't take care of the bodies, you get a fly infestation and their house was filled with flies from when the animals died underneath. And there was just, gosh, there was just so many examples of tempers when there should have been tempers, having conversations that quickly escalated to arguments, feelings being hurt 
Of course, there was alcohol involved, but, but I don't believe that is an even excuse. You should be able to disagree without tempers being, you know, without feeling like you're being attacked because you disagree with somebody. Just them hold a lot of holding on to cords of stuff that happened between kids and then saying, well, that that's why I acted that way. And it's like that didn't even have to do with me. It had to do with a child situation that I was unaware of. So how can I even do anything about it now? when these children have grown up, it was just accumulation of little things, little things, little things. And that victim mentality of, you know, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that, but I don't have enough time to like really, you know, work on myself. And it's just excuses. Like, what do, what else do we have to do to make our lives better? Or, oh, this person's old, we should forgive them for because they're old. And I think that's like, one of the dumbest things to ask for. <laughs> because if you're older, shouldn't this be the time that you want to clear all the wrongdoings that you have committed in your life and all the things that you, you know, the hurt you've caused, the selfish decisions that you made, the asking forgiveness of yourself, and then asking forgiveness from others for your decisions to make. You know, that was a big thing that came up in that conversation with that other person was, you know, well, these people are older, we should just forgive them because they're old. And it's like, oh, so if that forgiveness, (laughs) yeah, like, I didn't know that, you know, you get past a certain age, and it automatically happens. Even though these people are still committing the same things that they did when I and this other person was younger. So there is just so many warning signs, but I'm a really nice person. And I that's because I was taught at a very young age. You have to be nice. You have to be considerate. You have to respect your family. It was ingrained into me to the point that I could not function as a person really and be true to myself. And there was a lot of anguish and emotion. And when I star- started to dis- to cut cords with my family, I actually asked my husband and my daughter to hold space for me. I had them there for the conversation that I had with this one family member because I thought it was going to be the hardest. And honestly, it was the easiest because this person wouldn't even let me finish speaking and was making excuses like, well, that was in the past. But you know what? The past always repeats itself. So this thing that you didn't heal from is going to come up again. So I asked them to hold space for me. And they were there for the whole entire conversation. And they heard because they were also involved what transpired, which I'm glad that they did hold space and it was easier than I thought. And I am very grateful that they did that because we all need to be on the same page at the end of the day, because this person did not have any love in their heart. And it got to the point where I didn't want to go to birthdays. I didn't want to go to family gatherings. Last year, my daughter said, I don't want them to come to our house and have Thanksgiving. And I was just like, well, today's Thanksgiving. What are we going to do? And I should have just said, you know what, this is not going to work for me and cut it off then. But because I was ingrained with that stuff, I thought, well, this is what I have to do. I know so many people are like, well, they're family. We have to do this. Family means so much, but it doesn't because if you they treat you improperly. They put you down. They insult you. They act like you're below them. That is not true love. That is shows you that they don't have love in their hearts for themselves and they can never love you. And that that love that you have for them, they're just going to suck you dry. And that's pretty much what we all were feeling is we would be going to these family situations and we were more happier to leave than we were to go. And that tells me that I really needed to end it. So I am grateful that I did because now I'm much happier. The love that I have for my family that I love has expanded where the laughter, the joy, the good times we're having together, it just 
bloomed. And I can give that to my friends that truly care about me and want to be part of my life. I mean, I got to see you at Eureka and I just yeah. love you so much, girl. I know. I love you so much too. It's amazing. And, and I know Dawn and I have such a strong, healthy cord and loving cord between us. We know what each other's thinking. You heard that earlier. We're both going to say the same thing. That's what it should feel like. And her husband and her daughter holding that space for her. That's what love is about. It's not a codependent relationship. It's not somebody that is imposing their judgments and obligations onto you. Be gentle with yourself. There are so many things that are in the past. And with that conscious languaging, just be gentle with yourself. Don't judge. You're doing something about it now. As Dawn has just you know, stepped into that sovereignty and, and it just feels lighter. You'll feel lighter as a result. Who doesn't want that feeling? The joy, the laughter, as you said. The abundance that you feel. It's just this beautiful, loving abundance that I wish everybody could hold for their loved ones. And what we should have, if we are in functional relationships, you should have so much love that you want to spend as much time as you can with a person. Unfortunately, Michelle and I live like, you know, way far from each other. So these are our loving times together, which That's I do right. love and appreciate. So thank you yeah. for doing this with me. Yes. I love you so much. Yes. Love you too. The last type of energy strand that I want to leave you guys with is talking about the collective. When we watch news stories, when we maybe follow celebrities, we follow some spiritual teacher. And we've talked about this before to make sure you're always in your heart when you are following somebody, but entering into contracts, all of those things create energy strands and cords and make sure that they are filling you up. That saying, fill up your cup. Are they positive in your energy field or are they negative? Keep the positive, love, will create the strongest energy cord, have love for others, have love for the people that are helping you raise your vibration and supporting you and have love for your pets, have love for your house, have love for your land. Be grateful and those cords will remain healthy. I think with all that is happening, it is very, that's the tough part as a collective that we are, you know, you and I are holding space for this huge energy and people just get so enwrapped in the, what's happening on TV. I don't own a TV. So I go to places where people are watching and I'm just amazed at how they get sucked in and we don't know the whole story just because there's one point of view. I've learned there's 144 different points of views happening at one time. And I hold in my heart that the one that they're presenting isn't truth on the TV because it's easy to lie. They don't have to tell us the truth no, at all. And most people, when you watch these events on TV, whether it's something political or some upsetting event in the world, when you are getting so wrapped up in the story, you are creating a core to those events. And especially if it's something that's causing you angst, well, guess what? You start getting headaches, your stomach gets upset. You have a choice. If you're going to watch that stuff, be an observer. There's nothing you can control in that situation. You can only control your reaction to the situation and your level of involvement emotionally 
about how you're attaching to it. So you are in charge of your reactions, your emotions, and choose those positive things that you want in your life. And the most powerful statement that you can say, if you see something that you don't like, I do not consent. I know a lot of people get wrapped up, oh, this is going to happen. And they start worrying. Worrying is such a waste of energy because you're literally saying, I'm so afraid of this happening that you're going to create it. Where if we came from a different space and we said, I don't consent to this, this is not going to happen. I can think of situations where people are like, oh, I'm afraid of this. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's going to happen because it just doesn't feel in this time and reality that it's even possible. You know, we had like Nostradamus and, oh, who is that woman with the long hair? I can't remember her name. You know, that they made all these predictions. Well, predictions are what they saw at that time and place. We are on a very fluid timeline, and it doesn't mean that it can happen. We as a collective can either consent to it or not consent to it. I'm still waiting for like, what is it, World War Three or whatever that's supposed to be happening. I know it's not going to happen last year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When did it happen? Did it happen 10 years ago? What timeline were we on? Yeah. But it's laughable. We are a powerful creator being. Start believing it. Start knowing it in your heart. And you can create these relationships that you want, that you deserve. And your life will change once you start taking these steps. I feel like we're always like, hey, I got this great product. But it's so <laughs> true. And I haven't even, you know started, it hasn't even been a year and I've made such gigantic leaps. And I know Michelle has too. I'm so proud of her. Thank you. She's made so many changes. Um, she's so beautiful. And you too can make these changes in your life. Cut those cords, get on that timeline that you want to create the things that you need in your life to make you the best person that you can be and have the faith and the trust and knowing that the greater universal source will always have your back. Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to conscious languaging, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because really take that conscious languaging and apply it to the interactions you have on a day-to-day -day basis. Conscious words, make them conscious, make them positive and make sure that they are helping raise your vibration. Stay tuned for our next episode on Archangels. Learn how to incorporate them into your lives so they can help you heal on a different level. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to embracespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.